Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Well, a couple of weeks ago before Pastor Abram was here, I, I shared a message on the stretch of faith and we didn't finish it. So I want to grab some of those thoughts and just wrap it up today. The stretch of faith. You ever felt stretched? And when you're feeling stretched in life, sometimes you think you're going to break. You really think you're at breaking point emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, relationally, financially. There are times where you feel like it's just going to snap. But if our trust is in Jesus, you won't snap, but you'll increase in capacity. And sometimes we give up way too early when God's stretching us, growing us. And Jensen Franklin said, when God is going to do something powerful in your life, it will require you to stretch beyond your comfort zone. That's where God is. He's in the stretch. Often that's where you meet God when you're stretched beyond your natural uh, understanding and capacities and how you think it's going to work out. But the Spirit of God's there always ready to meet you when you're trusting Him. And when you're stretched, your trust will grow or you'll turn around and say, this is too hard. You ever met people say, oh, I tried that Christian stuff and it doesn't work? I've met people like that and I'm thinking, that's so sad because somewhere their expectations were not as uh, focused or as free or as whole as they should be or they gave up just at the point of breakthrough. And I thank God this church always is willing to have a stretch. We'll stretch in worship. We'll stretch in prayer. We'll stretch in our generous giving. We'll stretch in serving and going beyond our comfort zones. And God's there to take us. And the scripture I've been based on is John 6, verse 5 to 7. As Jesus sat down, he looked out and saw the massive crowd of people scrambling up the hill, for they wanted to be near him. So he turned to Philip, thousand men plus women and children. Now Jesus already knew what he was about to do, but he said this to stretch Philip's faith. Jesus knew how he was going to do the miracle, but he wanted them to be a part of it. So he stretched their faith. Because remember, they bought the five loaves and two fish. Jesus prayed over them. And then it says it multiplied as they distributed it. So after Jesus prayed for it, it was still only five loaves and two fish. So they got, uh, they got a half a loaf, just under half a loaf, and about a sixth of a fish each. And I think they would have been terrified when they went to the first few people thinking, how are we going to feed all this crowd? But as they went, they got stretched and trust Jesus and it kept multiplying. Because God wants to partner with us. We want God to do it all. He says, hey, faith is a partnership between you and him. He's the source, but you have to keep stretching out and believing. Otherwise, we miss out on the miracles, the breakthrough, the provision. And we sometimes are waiting for God to do something. He says, why don't you get up and do it? Because I've told you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. How many more words do you need to get? I've told you to love one another. I've told you to forgive. We want God to confirm it over and over. And it's in the word. And he says, come on, stretch out in faith by my spirit. What I've told you to do, let's do it. And God will meet us more and more and more. Marilyn and I have proved that over and over in our hearts and our lives. And I shared a couple of stories of our son Stephen getting healed when he was born after having a hole in his lung on the fifth day. We've seen God stretch us. I remember a while ago I said, Lord, I just want to pray for people and see them get healed. So sure enough, next time I'm out at the airport here, guess who's walking across in the uh, uh, entrance area was one of our federal politicians and he was limping so badly he could hardly walk, carrying his thing and he was obviously heading off to Canberra. It was a, it was a uh, Sunday evening, I was picking up a guest speaker and I felt the Holy Spirit say, go and pray for him for healing. 
I'm thinking, well, that's a bit of a stretch. Here, now, I knew him and I knew he was a Christian, but uh, from traditional faith and probably wasn't used to the healing prayer. But I felt, I just went up and had a quick chat to him, said, are you okay? He says, no, I've twisted my back and I can hardly walk and I've got to face a hole. I don't even know how I'm going to get on the plane. And I said, would you mind if I prayed for you? And he said, oh, that'd be good. So I started praying. He was thinking I was going to not, that night get on my knees and pray a blessing on him. I didn't embarrass him. We just stood to the side and I said, and I just prayed a prayer of faith that God would heal his body because he couldn't do what to do. He didn't jump up and down, waving his hand, said, I'm healed. He said, you know, it got better so quick I was able to function and do all I needed to do that week. And yet he could hardly walk when I saw him Sunday evening. And I thought, Lord, when you ask God, he will sometimes put you in places where you've got a stretch to see it come to pass. We want it all to be nice and comfortable in our life group and we pray a prayer and someone gets healed. No, often there's a stretch and in the stretch, that's where God will meet you. And I've had that over and over and over in our hearts. I remember with finances, God often stretches in finances, doesn't he? Because if you can trust him in finances, you can probably trust him for most other things. Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So when you trust him in finance, that means you trust him with your heart. And then he's got your, he's Lord of everything. And I remember when we were in ministry for 16 years, and then the Lord told us to have a rest from full-time ministry. This was back in 1998. And we had uh, three, three lovely uh, children. And Tim and uh, Stephen were in um, high school. They were teenage. And Rachel was, I think, about grade four or five. And they were all in a Christian school. And so when we finished up at the church, full-time salary, visiting ministry on weekends, and I remember our income dropped to a quarter of what it was, and it was the most expensive time of our family life. And I felt the Lord say, don't take him out of the Christian school. I'm thinking, God, how's that going to work? We had enough from our payout from the church to pay their fees for the first term. And then I remember it was over the Easter school holidays saying, Lord, we don't want to take them out of school, but how are we going to make this fit? And God was giving us enough work to pay, put food on the table, but not enough for the extras of school for anyone got their kids in Christian schools. You know, there's costs some money. And one morning when we were thinking, how are we going to make this work? But we said, Lord, we believe that you've asked us to keep them in that Christian school because they had all their friends there and they were growing in their journey. One morning I get a phone call from a businessman who I knew a little bit, never been to our church, and uh, Marilyn knew him from a singing group. He was a Catholic businessman, a lovely guy. He ran, I don't know where he got my number from. And he, Are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. He says, you need some help, don't you? I said, well, what do you mean? He said, you need financial help, don't you? This is the conversation, and I hardly know the guy. I said, well, things are a little bit tight. He says, how can I help you? Because God woke me up this morning and said, I'm to help you right now. How amazing is that? And I said, well, our kids are in the Christian school. We're not quite sure. He says, that's okay. Send me the account. Over the next two years, he didn't pay every term, but whenever we were short, he would ring up and say, how much do you need? He'd ring up the day that our car would break down or we needed new tyres. Or he'd show up the week before Christmas with a Christmas bonus for two years while we weren't in full-time ministry. And we worked and we did what all we could, but it was for two years. And then when we got full-time work and then we were getting ready to go back into ministry and come up here, the supply stopped. And I said, Lord, you've stretched our faith. And we didn't fret, but we just trusted. And I thought, 
God, if you can send someone like that who hardly even knows me and he, you would ring him up, you would tell him to ring me up every time I needed help. And we weren't asking for him to send the money. God was gracious in other ways it supplied. But I thought, Lord, if you trust him through the stretches with finances, you'll find you can trust him in so many other areas. And we've had several times like that in our life when we just haven't had the resource and we've done all we could and then God would send people to help us to do way beyond our capacity. I remember when I first started work and uh, back then I was in the 70s and uh, you'd get about $100 a week. That was a good wage working in the bank. And we had a building program on and I felt the Lord say to me, as clear as a bell, give $500. And I think that's five weeks wages. How am I going to pay rent and the car i wrestled with it for about two minutes because i knew that the holy spirit was telling me i said lord i'll do it i had a month to find the money which i did and it was like it was the beginning and that was when i was 17 it was like god put it he stretched me enormously it was 500 dollars was like about fifteen thousand dollars now and it was like i just didn't have the money but we scratched and saved and found a way and then as we did that god says i'll look after you doesn't mean there hasn't been some tough times, stretching times, but inside I have a peace. I know that God's our provider. And I just know there's many stories in our lives where we've seen God's hand of provision financially. We've seen it with miracles of healing. We've seen a different way, but we've grown and stretched in our trust. And I think many of us give up way too early. We, we think we know how it's going to happen, but God's there to take us on this amazing journey. I want to encourage you, let the stretch of faith happen in your heart and your life. Peter, that same night after the 5,000 men fed plus women and children, Peter steps out in the water and walks on water. That was a huge stretch of faith, hey? And then it says, when he started to think about what he'd just done, he started to sink. And in Matthew 14, 31, it says, Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? Oh, Jesus, you're being a bit tough on him. The other guys are just sitting in the boat laughing at him. But he at least had a go. Jesus wasn't trying to be rude. He was trying to tell him, hey, there's stretches of faith that will keep you growing. Because when you stop stretching in faith, you start to die on the inside. And boy, it's painful to, have, to be around people who have died on the inside way before their body or their mind has slowed down. Hey, let's be people, no matter what age we are, that we kept, keep growing and stretching and letting his presence fill our lives. I love Psalm 103, 17. It says, But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken and unrelenting toward those who fear you and those who, have, who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children, to grandchildren, and beyond. Let me tell you, your journey of stretch of faith will affect your generations very powerfully. They love to hear the stories. They might not always want to hear your uh, words of adjustment or correction or saying you should do this or you shouldn't do that, but kids and grandkids love your stories because they think, wow, that, was, that was, must have been amazing. And Marilyn and I have learned just to tell our stories more and more because we look back and we've had hundreds of stories now over 45 years of um, following Jesus 
and 40 years of ministry. And I always want to encourage you, God's given you stories and he'll keep giving you more and more stories and keep growing in faith because it's real, it's tangible, it's powerful and it will touch people's hearts because when you share your story, it will speak into their lives. So how do you stretch out in faith? We mentioned these the other week. Listen and know the voice of the Lord. Just follow God's direction. And in Exodus 14, the Lord spoke to Moses, stretch out your hand over the Red Sea. And it parted and they walked through on. It was a step of obedience because the Lord said, do it and get that staff and hold it up in the air, that, that rod. And as you stretch it out, God will come and do the miraculous. So all you've got to do is obey what he tells you to do and he does the rest. Don't try and reason it out. When I've tried to work it out, I always miss it or I go too slow. But when God speaks and I'm willing to step out, that's when the breakthroughs come. And some of you have got to stretch out your hand a bit more. Stretch out and do what God's told you to do. Stretch out your hand over your family and declare blessing and salvation. Stretch out your hand and forgive and be generous. Whatever God's told you to do, keep doing it until you see the breakthrough. Don't just do it once. Keep doing it. Remember that uh, I want you to strike the arrows on the ground. He thought he was being a great man of faith. He did it three times. The prophet got so angry and says, I didn't tell you to stop. Keep doing it until the whole victory comes. And some of you, we give up too quick on believing for our families. We give up too quick on breakthrough in our households, in our relationships. And God says, keep stretching out. And it says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. You ever been to one of those aquariums? You've got a wall of water with all the fish and sharks. Well, thank God there's a glass wall between you there. There was nothing except the power of God. The natural mind says, how's this work? There's the fish and sharks and dolphins on the other side of the wall, but there was only the presence of God that kept it back. Walking by faith is a supernatural journey. Sometimes it's very natural and often it's supernatural, but boy, it is so exciting to keep trusting God and let him stretch you. Secondly, say yes to the Holy Spirit. And in Luke uh, 6 verses 6 to 10 we got the story of the man with a shriveled hand coming into the temple and Jesus said come on out here and he said stretch out your hand and as he stretched it out it was made whole in front of all the people not only disbelieving they were trying to discredit Jesus and get him in trouble and the guy's in the middle you ever felt like you're stuck in the middle where God's using you as a test case in your workplace where, where, uh, in your family, where it seems like God's put you in the middle and you're the test case of whether you're going to be faithful to God and what are the people going to say. And sometimes there's jeering and there's, there's unbelief. But let me tell you, all you've got to do is obey what God tells you to do and he'll look after the rest. That's all we've got to do. When you try to overthink it and overreason it, that's when we get in trouble. And some of situations coming up with or resolutions that need to be sorted out on family situations. God says, hey, just do what I tell you and keep your heart right and see what I will do. Just trust him on the journey. Keep saying yes to the Holy Spirit. Number three, you've got to be willing to stretch beyond your comfort zone. Don't let fear hold you back. Do you live in the comfort zone or the faith zone? I have to ask myself that all the time. Do I live in comfort zone or faith zone? Be willing to stretch out. 
When you're being stretched, you think you're going to break, but God's just growing you. He's growing you. I remember our son, Tim, he grew to be two meters tall. I remember when he was a teenager, he'd wake up some mornings, he says, my bones all just hurt. He had growing pains. Anyone had physical growing pains? Remember those? Yeah, especially if you're taller. And he, for about a year or two, he says, I just hurt. My back sore because his body was growing so big and his muscles and everything else were trying to keep up. I love seeing people that have got growing pains when they're stretching in faith and trust in God. When you're stepping out in a new ministry, when you're believing for a break, and actually put strain on them, and when the new um, cells grow, that's what increases your muscle. Wow. And spiritually, we've got to get some more faith muscles happening on the inside of us. At church, as a community, I believe there's a great challenge on the body of Christ all over our nation right now to stand up and be counted for the kingdom of God. The enemy's trying to intimidate us. We see people like Israel Folau standing up and declaring. Now, we might not always do it the way others, but he's trying to just quote the Bible and he's in a battle for his career and his life. And we need to pray that the kingdom of God is lifted up and, and not silenced. Because the enemy would try and silence Christians and the church of Jesus Christ right now. But I want to tell you, it's time to step up. And I love seeing the photo in the paper of uh, Scott Morrison worshipping Jesus last Easter Sunday morning in church with hands raised. And the people are saying, why do you lift up hands? Thank a couple of reporters who understood what was happening, put the verses in about lifting up holy hands, and to the whole nation declared he, what he was doing was God's plan and purpose. Not for a show. And we need lots of people in our sphere of influence willing to stand up and stretch out and be who God's called us to be. Don't be intimidated. Let's step up and lift up the name with grace. But I'll tell you what, the battle is on for our nation and our heart and the church of Jesus Christ has to stand up individually and corporately and see what God will do. Because he needs to have a Moses and a Joshua. He needs someone who's willing to step up. He needs to have a Peter or a Philip, someone who's willing to step out so that he can work through you and I. And I believe that we're going to see amazing things happen in our nation. But we've got to to grow and stretch out in our sphere of influence. You've got to reach up and believe together. Elijah. He stretched out, Elisha stretched out over the boy that had died, the promised son. And as he stretched out, mouth to mouth, body to body, face to face, eyes to eyes, healing came. When you stretch out, God's got somewhere to take his healing power to our world. He wants to work through your hands. Fear will often hold us back. 2 Timothy 1.7, I shared this with the transformation guys on Tuesday. For God will never give you the spirit of fear. So whenever fear comes, you know it's not from God. Let me tell you, it's not from God. Apart from, an un, apart from the natural fear that if you touch the stove, you're going to get burnt, they are natural, healthy precautions. But anything outside of that, fear is not from God. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love and self-control. That's what the Spirit of God gives us. He said, I'm not good at self-control. Well, just keep plugging into the Holy Spirit because he's really good. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. He's there to give you mighty power. He's there to give you amazing love, drenched with love, that new song we're singing. Hey, God's love wants to overflow our hearts. If the love tank inside's running low, just connect with Jesus who is full of love. He'll fill you up with love for your family. The Amplified says, 
For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal disciplines, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Wow, that's really, really good news. And God wants to help us to do that. Fourthly, if you want to stretch out, is up, hands lifted in the air again with his rod. Joshua's down fighting the battle. He got tired, so Aaron and her come and hold his hands up. It's very powerful doing faith stretch with your family, with your husband or your wife, with your, with your prayer team, with our church, with a ministry team. It's so much more powerful doing it together. There are times you've got to stand alone, but boy, God wants us to do it together. Well, and the, the apostles got together and said, stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the power of your Holy Son, Jesus. They could have backed off and said, this is too hard. This is too hard. If they would have done that, we wouldn't be here today. Thank God a few of them says, stretch out your hand. They'd been around close enough to Jesus to know the power that God can work through us if we're willing to step up and step out. Stretch out your hand and heal and do mighty works. When your faith has been stretched, you can never go back to where you were before because your capacity has just grown. Jesus stretched out His hands on the cross to demonstrate the depth and benefits of His love for people. God wants you and I to stretch out our hands to our community. There's many more personal stretch. I remember getting married was a big stretch for me because I was shy and didn't understand the fairer sex at all. I had one sister and five, four brothers. And so getting married was a huge stretch of faith. Having kids was a huge stretch of faith. And having teenagers was a gigantic step of faith. Anyone identify with that one? But the good news is, we not only survived, we thrived. And all of our kids love Jesus. So it can be done. And so we all have personal stretches of faith. And we have stretches of faith for finance. Believing to buy that block of ground across the road. Renovating this building three years ago. Getting ready now to step out to build a home for the harvest. We've got nearly $180,000 in the bank already. And uh, God's helping us. And when I get back from holidays, we're going to start moving the next steps to build a bigger place because there's so many people coming. We had 14 people baptised in water last Sunday down the beach. How awesome was that? We had five first-time decisions for Jesus here on Sunday night. Three of them, four of them were just young, young adults or young people. One came from the Facebook advertising from our church. Hadn't, didn't know anyone here at church. Easter Sunday thought, I need to come along to church. Came and gave a heart to Jesus. Supper with the young adults and she's locked in already. Hasn't been to church for 10 years. Three other young ladies came with their grandmother who goes to another church in town but came here, comes occasionally and they were from Gladstone and the Sunshine Coast. All three of the cousins came out and gave their hearts to Jesus and were just so amazed, never seen anything like it in their life. Let me tell you, God's Spirit is at work. Let's keep stretching out and inviting people. Let's keep reaching out and shining the light because there's a whole generation of people desperate to find answers. And I believe every day, every week, we need to keep stretching out in your ministry. Don't settle for less. Let's keep going for more. God's saying, let's keep going for more. He'll give you wisdom. He'll build the teams. We need to grow together. Christine Kane said, the unexpected growth God wants from us is in the stretch. 
not in our pulling back. The grace and the blessing are in the stretch. To do what God has called us to do isn't possible without the stretch. He's calling us to stretch past our fear, past our insecurity, past our inconvenience. He wants us to stretch out so that we can move forward. But we must fight to move forward. We might to make room for Him to do more in and through our lives. We must resist the pressure of other people's expectations and the inactivity of settling in our comfort zones. These are the signs of ageing. Those are the signs of ageing in ways we were never meant to age or slow down. Especially if we think that we have done enough. Be like Caleb. Keep believing and fighting until you destroy the giants and possess the promised land. It took him 45 years, but he won because he never gave up and his faith kept being stretched. He was 85 when he took the giants out and took Hebron and the promised land. The promise came when he was 40. He watched all of his mates, tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of the whole generation. He went to hundreds of thousands of funerals in the desert because all that generation died. Imagine going to 10 funerals a day for 40 years. And every time they died without the vision, but he kept it alive in his heart. Talk about faith. That's a stretch of faith. When everyone else had given up years before, he never did. Joshua and him never gave up because said they had a different spirit and they kept stretching out. And when he was 85, he says, give me that mountain because I'm as strong today as I was when I was 40. Wow. I love Carl. He's one of my favourite guys. I want to encourage you to keep stretching out. One more scripture to wrap it up. Isaiah 54, verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Talking to the people of Israel about stretching out and possessing the land. But prophetically, it's for us today. I'll read it one more time in the message version. Listen to this. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. That sounds like us, hey? You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to become short. You'll forget all about the humiliation of your youth. Wow, wow, wow. Some of us need to read that and pray that into your life. Have we started to think small instead of big? Have we settled for less? I pray not. We're going to wait to have a rest. And watch out, we'll probably come back fired up with more faith than I left. God's calling us. It's time for His kingdom across our city and our community and our nation like never before. These are the greatest, these are the most challenging and the greatest, I honestly believe that. Great darkness, but great opportunity. So I just think, let's step up. Let's go for it, for the kingdom of God. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.